Hi, welcome to the Ethereum Podcast. My name is Kayo Deoguta. Thank you for always coming, allowing us coming to your space every single week. Today's podcast is another mind-blowing endeavor in order to build your leadership capacity. The Ethereum Podcast has a dream that it will make your leadership journey beautiful and your experience wonderful. Now, last week we brought to you the power of questions when we, when we highlighted the fact that leaders don't necessarily have all the answers or should not have all the answers, but should be the one that could ask the most powerful questions that can unlock the potentials and the performance of organizations that they are involved with. This week, we are going to start a new series, an idea and a concept in which I thought about and I said to myself, what are the things can I give to the listeners of the i 3 podcast, almost a 100,000 plays on the i 3 podcast that would enable their leadership come out better and will give them a better experience of leadership as they play along in the leadership journey. You know, the pandemic has been a global disruption. I mean... All times, you've always listened to disruption. You've always thought about disruption as innovation, globalization, maybe the market and uh, political space. But today's um, pandemic has actually been one of major, major disruption that has taken place in our time. Now, we talk about the pandemic as once in a hundred years kind of changes that has taken place. So, how do I... How do I... How do I talk to leaders in such a way that leaders must know what to do in order to win this battle? So as I was thinking about it, I, I came about the concept of how to reshape the future, how to reshape the future. Now, this is very important because I would model the leadership um, discussion of today from three great leaders that has actually changed the, uh, the competitive landscape in which businesses or organizations actually play. I talk about Jeff Bezos of Amazon. I talk about Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook. I talk about Bill Gates of, of, uh, of Microsoft. Um, and maybe because he's late now, we could always talk about uh, Steve Jobs of Apple. Now, what are the things they have done? What are the things that they have really done that has changed the competitive landscape? And those ideas could help you win these disruptive times. Because we could learn from what they did and how they did what they did so that you could play and win in this, in this, um, in this competitive landscape. Now... You cannot afford to drift along. That is not going to work. You cannot afford to drift along. It's only dead fishes that drift along the current of life. Now, if you want to do, if you want to know that you are going to play in the future, you've got to make up your mind that you will not be an onlooker, whatever it is that, because every onlooker will become a former player. Every onlooker will become a former player. And you cannot even stop at shaking an industry like, uh, like uh, BlackBerry shaped the telecommunication industry, uh, Nokia shaped the telecom, um, shook the, uh, the communication industry. But you must think about how do you reshape this space that you're playing because you cannot afford to be a passive player in this world. You have to think, how do I design a future in which not only would my organization be there, my organization would also thrive. Now, today, I'm going to ask you to begin to really think about if you don't play a role in shaping the future of your organization, your enterprise, the, um, the non-profit you're leading, or even the government that you're playing a role with, the future will become irrelevant with you. Now, or in the future, you will become irrelevant. Maybe that would be a better way to put it. In the future, in the current space that you're playing, you will become irrelevant. Now, 
let's start this process like this and for us to understand that while we're talking about shipping the future how to reshape the future of the space you're playing every one of us have the space that we're playing every one of us have a thought process or maybe you're playing in the non-profit space you're playing in the um um in the government space whatever place you're playing you've got to think about how are we going to reshape this space otherwise you'll be shaped out of space it's important that you listen and you understand this concept because this concept may be a lifesaver for you it might be a lifesaver for you and i will explain this to you before i go ahead now look at blackberry was making extreme profit or nokia was making extreme profit but they forgot the fact that uh bill G um uh, Steve Jobs and Apple were reshaping the space of the industry that they were playing in. And because they, resh uh, they reshaped the space that they were playing, what happened? BlackBerry became irrelevant. My, uh, Nokia became irrelevant in the future that had been defined. So if you do not understand that this pandemic and the global crisis, the economic crisis coming up, is going to be reshaping things that are taking place, then you will become irrelevant in the future that is going to be unfolded. It's not going to be a new normal. It's going to be a future that will be beautiful for those who play the part in designing their future. Future, but it's going to be a future that will be um, that will be painful for those who drifted along. I would thought that things would remain the same, or things would change, or things would um, would be there'll be a miracle somewhere that would just allow us to just be there. You know, no, you've got to understand that if you do not play a role in shaping the destiny of your organization, then you will become irrelevant. So my challenge for you today and. That's why this um, this podcast will be, should be a companion of your thinking process so that you would have an understanding of what this thing is going to be. Now, the concept in which I'm going to use in order to reshape the space is going to be what I call the structural integrity of building. So, like, you know, an industry is like a building. Like, um, so you have a structure and um, you have the main players, you have the minor players, you have different things. But the concept of the industry is the fact that once something happens, once disruption happens, the in, the in structural integrity of the building might not be able to um, support the the um, the house that has been that has been built. So if we come back to um, building normal building, not physical buildings or physical engineering, we talk about the fact that structural integrity is about engineering that deals with the ability of a structure to support a designed structural load that is the weight of force without breaking and includes the study of past structural failures in order to prevent future failures in future design so structural design is the ability of an item that so we'll talk about it in physical engineering either a structural component or a structure consisting of many components to hold together under a load under its own weight without breaking or deforming excessively now when we talk about the fact that whenever you have maybe an earthquake or you have maybe a massive flood, you know, that takes place in, a, in, a, in, in an environment, one of the first things that you will try to do is to look for the structural integrity of the houses because you want to be sure that, or maybe like it happened to an organization that I was involved in that... Um, there was fire, you know. So you have to understand what's the structural integrity of the organization uh, of the building, and once you understand the structural integrity of the building, you understand can the building still take a load? Now, what happens is the fact that whenever something massive like that takes place, it may shake the structural integrity of a building, and in that place, if the building cannot take such load any longer, it will be important for you to think about maybe leaving that in the uh, building or redesigning the space. Now, for me, what I think about is that the pandemic has 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 come to um, to attack a lot of a lot of components that actually hold the 
um, the, the business models of many organizations. So as the pandemic came about, you understand, there were many things that has happened. And a lot of things that we took for granted has become, has, has, has become defeated. So for instance, now many organizations are realizing that they do not need the high level um, retail space or high, um, uh, the high level uh, space, physical space that they're using to build or to work and to do things in the, in the, in the market space so they are thinking oh do we need this um this um this um uh, this, uh, this building do we need to have to make this kind of investment on this infrastructure now we can achieve the results we want to achieve without investing such amount of money now if you're not careful the people playing in the real estate space might begin to have to ask themselves now what is taking place if people are thinking that they can work from home and they can work successfully from home then the value of retail especially the high-end retail space may begin to lose its winning its winning edge now those are the things that's taking place underlining thinking them um, things are taking place that if you do not come in contact with it would destroy your ability to win in the next end now you cannot just imagine that things will go back to normal. No, you've got to play a role in thinking this process through. You've got to play a role in thinking this process through. So, for instance, government have issued um, quarantine directives and anti-crowd um, anti gatherings together to inhibit the spread of, um, of the epidemic around in many countries of the world. Now, that's disruptive enough, you understand? And businesses that have not been able to overcome such um, such uh, limitations have found out that they become difficult to win. So you have a lot of high-end um, shops calling for bankruptcy. You have a lot of hotels asking themselves that can we still play in this market? We have a lot of restaurants thinking that if I do not change our business model, then we will not be involved in things going on uh, is, um, taking place. Now, but business disruption is much more than a passing fad, and this is why it's important for you to understand that mankind have always discovered early that the best way to increase our standard of living was to always create order out of chaos by constantly inventing and reinventing our most important tools. So that's a way that man has always won. That look, out of chaos, they always try to create, they've tried to reshape things. And those that have succeeded in reshaping things, especially those that will reshape things first, are the ones that will win. So now, if you do not, st if you do not think about how man has won in this game, then you would now realize that this space that you are thinking that you are playing in would make you irrelevant. So that's the concept of the fact that leaders must have to rethink and um, and have to think about how to sh reshape the space that they are playing. Now, let me now go to the um, the nitty gritty of what I will talk about. Many years ago, I don't know about two or three years ago, I remember. I was listening to um, um, CNN and I was watching Mark Zuckerberg being interrogated at um, at the U.S. Senate. And it was his first time of going to the U.S. Senate. And they asked him, why are your competitors? Mark Zuckerberg could not answer. And if I ask you today, who are the competitors of, my, uh, of, of Facebook? I'm sure probably you also will not know the competitors of Facebook. Like, who are the competitors of um of um what's his name of um google you will not know is google an advertisement company or is google uh a communication company now google has tried to reshape the space in which they are playing such a way that they can win so you do not even know who their computers are who's the computer of amazon walmart or who or um, or 
um or microsoft now these guys have always thought about reshaping this that was the victory sign that steve jobs did so and you know for me what when we when when steve jobs reshaped the space of the of the of the industry that he was playing i mean you will not ask steve jobs or apple today is apple a computer company is apple a technology company or is apple a software company apple is beyond all those things so leaders <coughs> must think about how do we change how do we change the, the space that we're playing and if you do not change the space you're playing you'll be shaped out of space that's what happened to my um to um, nokia that's what happened to blackberry and that's what's going to be happening to a lot of companies going forward for instance one of the things um, taking place now which i've come to realize is the fact that there are a lot of a lot of um a lot of apps allowing you to speak over the phone so what where does that lead the telecommunication companies it tells me that the telecom companies are becoming an endangered species. They cannot be thinking about voice as a way of doing business. Now, so telecommunication companies are beginning to see themselves not as a voice company where they make a lot of their revenues, even though they are making a lot of their revenues from voice today, but they began to see themselves as well a data company but they must see themselves beyond that they must begin to see themselves beyond that that is reason why i'm beginning to think that if you do not reshape the kind of space that you are playing in i mean if for instance if um, um, google or facebook decides to bring a balloon to uh, an infrastructural deficit place what does that lead to the telecommunication uh, players it makes that i mean people can absorb those uh, those uh, uh, those wi-fi virtually free or that minimal cost so that most of their internet needs will be met and it will leave the data providers out of space now these are the kind of thinking that i want leaders to begin to play and think about so if you ask google if you ask them why are they competitors they cannot tell you that they're an advertising company even if they are an advertising company or they'll tell you they're a small player in the advertising company or they will not tell you that they're in such industry uh, such business because that's not what they're actually into even that's what gave them a lot of their revenues or they're into um the operating system companies, you know, some that's a phone company. They they have decided to reshape the space in which they are playing, and that is why they have been winning. That is why they have been winning. So leaders must begin to think about the fact that they must they must reshape the space they are playing so that they can win. They must reshape the space they are playing so that they can win. And that's my own goal. If you do not reshape the space, you will become irrelevant. Now, what lessons have I learned and how can I tell you going forward that in order for you to be able to reshape the space is the fact that all the exceptional leaders have built creativity. They've done, they've been very creative. Creativity that they would build a major, 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 um, um, um business out of a lot of things so it's a vision it's a vision and that's the catalyst of of all great leaders they have a vision where are we going to what kind of future can we picture we're not going to be you know when we're not going to start we're not going to picture a future without without a thinking process no the vision will have to be the father look you know what we got to think about the future that is beautiful we've got to think about the future that is glorious we've got to think about the future that is wonderful so it's creativity every of this reshaping comes starts with a creativity it starts with what creativity and that's what all exceptional leaders have imagine the bill gates saying he wanted 
a microsoft software on every desk it's creativity how would we how would we deliver these things how would we deliver these things or it be uh, or it's steve jobs it was it's creativity the big creative or mark zuckerberg it, everything is about creativity they are creative with creativity you can bath a vision a vision that your employees or your followers or whatever whoever, whoever is involved with you can buy into but that but the vision must be such that it's large enough so that people's uh, it can be empowering and it could be positive and it could be um it could be it could be emotional and people can drive themselves towards it because why they believe in the vision they believe in the vision so it's what it's why it's steve jobs long before he started um is that the ipod or the ipad or whatever he did he always believed that a mic uh, a, a computer a massive computer should be should be should be small enough to be put in a pocket and that was what drove that vision of the ipad the ipod or whatever it was going to or the iphone it was the fact that he always thought about a computer being small enough to be put inside the pocket of anybody walking around that is that is vision that's vision and it starts with creativity it starts with creativity and you know the amazing about vision is the fact that when you have vision you might not know the path towards the fulfillment but the batting of it is enough because as you begin to wonder time and chance will favor you and you will see a way towards getting to where you're going to that's exactly what steve jobs did and that's why he won other thing i realized is the father is the ability of to use a catalyst the catalyst now the for, for steve jobs when he when he reshaped the industry that he was playing with i mean you will not uh, was going to reshape the music industry reshape the te, um, the telephone industry and also reshaped the the computer industry one of the things that really helped him was the discovery of the mp3 and it's amazing to me that it wasn't Steve Jobs that discovered the MP3. It was somebody else in uh, in Germany that discovered the MP3. But Steve Jobs was the one that knew that this is a catalyst, and this catalyst will change the game plan of everything. And he was able to add to the cat uh, what do you call it the the catalyst to existing things. And by the time he was able to do the iPod, and that was a massive success from the iPod. He scaled it up to the iPhone. And even when everybody thought it wasn't going to work, not only did it work, it reshaped the entire space. And that's the reason why we have user-friendly phones. We have um, we have these phones that uh, that have become indispensable to our lifestyle because of the fact that somebody thought about the fact that we could have a computer, a massive computer in our pocket and we we'll carry them along because somebody also saw what the catalyst is. For me, I think the greatest catalyst that's taking place in our generation is the epidemic or the pandemic, whatever you call them. And that catalyst is going to shape things. So, it's going to shape the way people work. It's going to shape our definition of work-life balance. You know, I have, I have, I have people that um, that work so long that they cannot even separate work from home. You understand? I mean, if you're grateful that you have a job, <coughs> so you do not want to break the opportunity of losing your job. So you've got to continue working, and as long as you have a job that you're grateful for, you just got to keep working, and that's just an amazing thing that's taking place with with a. Um, with uh with the pandemic but it's a catalyst it's a catalyst it's going to show it's, it's going to weaken it's going to weaken the industry structure it's going to weaken some things and it's going to open up the new opportunities so you must begin to see what is this catalyzing what is this pandemic catalyzing what's shaping what what structures have been destroyed what structures have been built and what can i add together to have a new kind of future that will be independent of the kind of 
of uh, what they call it the kind of past that we've had now now i also think that the ability to win it's called collaboration bringing two things together now steve Jobs was beautiful he was he was a visionary he was he was wonderful the same thing with Jebezos. All of them are wonderful people. But the amazing about it was that they were able to bring two things together. Imagine, so if today if you ask Amazon, what business is it? Is it today? Is it? I mean, like I was sharing with someone, I said, look, Amazon is a logistic company. That is massive. You understand? But they've entered into different things. They've entered into cloud. They've entered into different formations. The amazing about Amazon is the fact that it started also with a creativity vision oh let me sell books oh let me put um let me let me make book inventory irrelevant you understand but the most the beautiful thing about it was that he kept working at something but he was collaborating bringing two people together so he created an ecosystem and i think that now this is what i'm going to tell you now i think that in that collaboration that ecosystem it's where is power lead and because of that he was able to do things that others could not do it was Ram Shuram that said recently he said the five forces are dead i mean for us for those of us who went to uh, uh, business school mbas you always love the five forces michael porter how to analyze industries he said the five forces are dead now competition is no longer between businesses and industry is that competitions are between ecosystems ecosystems so the ability to build an ecosystem that will compete with another ecosystem is what will differentiate you so if you're not understanding that you'll become irrelevant so what ecosystems are you building what collaborations are you making if you're not making those collaborations ah your industry will become real and there's no industry that will not be attacked i was sharing with some um, um a group of um, ceos recently and i told them i said you know what i mean i mean the financial long before the pandemic came and showed that many of the many of the um, physical retail um, real estate that the uh, the financial institutions were having were irrelevant it had become it had come clear that the way to go was fintech but that's not even the most amazing thing it's not just fintech you understand because if you just stay on fintech you will still become relevant because the major players on fintech will change the game look facebook is going to play on fintech facebook is going to become like a federal reserve uh corporation like the like the cbn of uh, america you understand because you know what they have two three billion people on their platform and if those if they can make two three billion people exchange money without going outside it's they will make a lot of banks irrelevant they will make a lot of banks irrelevant so you have mail uh, people being able to transfer money not through not through the banking um, system but through maybe like an email you understand and through and okay you can collect the money you can take the money through paypal you can take the money through ebay you can take the money people are thinking you must think what can i do to reshape the space in which i am playing if you're not doing that very soon you will become irrelevant and that is the amazing truth that's the amazing truth so it's collaboration and bringing two things together and by the time you bring two things together you will see the boundaries disappear and 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 um and you will do it so 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 like uh, jeff bezos broke the boundaries of retail because of what he did he broke the boundaries of retail so as a person, you got, as a leader, you have to ask myself, you ask yourself, what can I collaborate with to be in an ecosystem that would be able to win? So what the collaboration, and you may even have to collaborate with people that are in the same business or competing businesses with you, but you can collaborate and win. Because ultimately, if 
the industry structure is gone like like uh, like ram like ram said he said the industry structure is gone the five forces are gone so competition is no longer between just just no longer between uh, players in the industry if you are still seeing the co- players in the industry as your competitor then you're probably losing the long side battle so for you to have this collaboration, you have to have new competencies and new capacities. How are you going to build these new competencies? How are you going to make sure that your employees, your people that work for you, your followers, have the new competencies to be able to win in this next thing? Because as the boundary lines, are sh- as, as, as um, the competitive landscape is being reshaped, then you also must have to reshape the the, the competencies necessary to win in this in this new this new era and that's just what i think that leaders must begin to think so you must begin to say that okay look what competencies do we need what competencies do we need to have and what competencies do we need to build what competencies do we need to assess what competencies do we need to take now if you do all that then you'll be in a production in a in a um in a in a a, a position to create a platform that can create something beautiful for your organization you will be in a position to create something beautiful for your organization and that's the amazing thing in which i want to share with you today that's amazing i want to share with you today so this is why i think that you must reshape the space you understand condition has changed between companies and organizations within the same industries to ecosystems and if the condition is changed from to ecosystems then you must begin to fight in a different way how to win and that's the challenge i'm going to give to all leaders you must reshape the space in which you are playing you must reshape the space in which you are playing and even for countries you know you must reshape the space that they're playing because if countries do not reshape the space that they're playing i mean look at Brexit, britain i mean a lot of people are thinking oh would would the financial sector still be in britain after 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 the brexit and uh some uh some some organizations are thinking of uh, down uh, downsizing britain from uh, what do you call it from a world-class economy to a top, um, an emerging economy those are things that are taking place because of what there's so much disruption taking place in the atmosphere and leaders that would win would have to understand that this is the right way to go to reshape the space that they're playing otherwise they'll be shaped out of space i cannot illustrate that enough and i want you to begin to think that how do we look at the forces of disruption how do we look at the circle of disruption and make it easier and and faster to be able to get our product out or to get a service out or to get some things done or what are the pain points you understand like for instance i know that a lot of times you have to begin to think about pain points in certain economies what are the pain points that can drive change so that we can get quickly at the results that we're looking at those are the reasons why i think the i feel your podcast is your best tool because this is i've not heard anywhere because i'm going to i'm, I'm challenging leaders that you share the space Disruption is taking place at a massive extent. There are lots of catalysts that has been formed, and you need to change the competition that you're playing with. You see, you're not just watching your competition. Your competition, you're not watching the same people playing in the industry. You must be watching other people. What other people are doing, because that is what will make you relevant very, very soon. Because if you just watch only your competitors in the industry that you're playing, you're gone. Very soon, in three, four years, you'll be gone. That's why he took BlackBerry to be irrelevant. That's why he took Nokia to be relevant. That's why I'm asking that you cannot afford to drift. You must design a future that can win. You cannot afford. You cannot afford. Like somebody said, he said, if you, if you studied and had maybe a degree five years ago, your degree is irrelevant today. That is the amazing truth. It's irrelevant today. So you've got to win and you've got to 
disrupt yourself so that you can reshape the future and be in a position to win wow today is probably one of the longest time we've spent in the ITR podcast but it's important to talk about this because of the fact that i really want to ensure that you get this thing into your heart and for that purpose if you enjoyed it, I want you to subscribe, share with your friends, let them know that the Ethereum podcast is the tool that will transform their life, transform their businesses, transform their leadership, and ensure that you would win in the future. Wow, so it's always a pleasure to come to your space. I just don't want this thing to end, but it's now time to let it end. Like, and I'm going to end with this word, and uh, which I've been highlighting. If you do not reshape the space you're playing, you'll be shaped out of space. The challenge is yours. The opportunities are yours to keep. God bless you. See you soon.